Welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Patrick Joseph Gallagher. Went with the uh, the full name there, the Galatron on Twitter, at the Galatron. And I'm joined by an illustrious guest, uh, fucked it, (laughs) straight (laughs) off the bat. Off to a bad start. Intimidated. And the thing is, people think this is like planned. It's really not. <laughs> it's just I'm dreadful at this, as people are consistently telling me. Um, I'm joined by an illustrious panel of uh, Keith McGinty. Keith? Keith Alexander. Thomas McGinty. We're going for full names. Full on Fenian, so we are. <laughs> um, Keith, it's a pleasure. First appearance of the season. You're looking, you're looking match fit. You're looking ready to go. I'd have got a bit of cobwebs. So I need to run that off, but I'm looking forward to it. Ah, you can get some oil rub for that. Um, the Bowd, the Bowdman, Bowdatron, Bowdington Steel, the Bowdmeister General. He's wearing a Tron T-shirt. He looks like he's from the 1980s. Not ironically, like he just looked you tired. Look tired. America in decline. You know, before Reagan came in. You know, not that you know. Yeah, you're in that. See, that's fine. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Um, You know, listen. All I'm saying is, if we have the stock exchange, if we don't have rules, trickle down, trickle down economics. We Mm. we know it. It's Chris Bowd. Hi, how you doing? (laughs) It's a pleasure to see you. Um, Did you both listen to the podcast last week? Yes, it was. um, Sorry, I suppose. (laughs) Well, you, you weren't on it. So, yeah. what's your? Oh, that's right. So, what's your middle name, Keith? I'm Alex. Keith Alexander. Thomas is my. Your community name, name. I, That's right. Uh, Bowd. Um, he's, he's smiling there. He's, he's. He knows what's coming. Um, what's your middle name again, Chris, Christopher? I, I, I can't remember. Is it George? <laughs> is it George? It's Christopher George Andrew Bowd. Thank you very much. He's got the English thing. He's very Windsor. He, he does. He you 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 actually could be like you know king of the castle, and uh, I could uh, kiss a cousin. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that's he, legal in Scotland. I worked in a pub. Keith has looked into it. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> with I worked in a pub, and uh, somebody had a phone call, and there was one of the boys that, that drank in there was a lawyer, and he was down at a family do, and he says he was he was just checking to see if it was all right to kiss a kiss cousin. a cousin. 
are you close with your family, Keith? Or is that no, yeah, exactly. They have ostracised Keith from the family. Uh, so, welcome to the 90 Minutes Cynic podcast. This podcast, uh, so just to give you a kind of overview of what we're doing from moving forward, the podcast on Tuesday will last an hour and we'll look at, we'll look back and we'll look forward. So, in this episode, we will look back at Rosenberg and we'll look to the second leg. Um, we'll also just do a bit of news and uh, where Celtic car and maybe a little bit about the Champions League draw and Scottish clubs in Europe, etc. Then um, on Friday there will be a podcast released called 90 Minute Cynic Extra, um, an extra podcast, and that will be previewing the weekend's games. So it's just so that we're not, you know, spewing for 90 minutes. Um, it's cut cut into and makes it easier to, to consume. Am I right, Bowd? Content is important to be easily consumable, I'm led to believe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Waking up. I'm, I'm just having a wee nap, if I'm honest. Uh, uh, easily consumable content. That's, we're a media aggregator for the future. Yes. That's where we are. That was really quite impressive. Um, so check out the Twitter. Um, every Thursday we'll, we'll be doing a Twitter live um, feed where we just do kind of an, an overview on terms of news and if there's a game, a European game, etc. Bowd, are you going to be on it this week? Have we, have we found it out yet? On what, sorry? The Twitter live this week, are you going no. to be on no, that's Graham that did an excellent job last week for Fantastic the Rosenberg game. Job. Terrific. Uh, so follow the Twitter at 90 Minute Cynic and it will give you a kind of rundown of the game and minute by minute updates. Hip minute by minute. Young, fashionable minute by minute updates. Absolutely. Absolutely. With cool stuff and all that. Anyway, uh, so just to open up the podcast... We're going to do a quick... Last week we did 80s um, movies, action heroes, and we compared the names of the titles of the films to the actual Celtic players. I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to do wrestlers, because everybody loves wrestling. I can hear a collective groan. Um, We'll get through this as quickly as possible. Check out 90 Minutes and 90 Minutes Cynic Wrestling Podcast if you're a wrestling fan. But we're going 1980s sort of, uh, you know, the WWF stuff. Uh, So, in the modern squad, in today's squad, who would be the um, the Undertaker? And I'm going to use the phrase ends careers. Personally, I was going to go for Gamboa because Undertaker had the knacky just turning up when you least expected them. Gambo's about like that as well. That's not bad. Um, but no, Bowd, do you want to guess? On you go. What, what's your? What's your? You've clearly got one. Oh, this game's off to a bad start as well. Uh, Musa Dembele, because like he ends careers. Nope. Does he? Well, who would you have Dembele as? I mean, okay, yeah, but he's good. He's but think about who's, the, whose career has he ended? Every single Rangers defender. Okay. Boom. So um, number two is this is you're on a streak. Yeah, exactly. He's on a streak. Of, you know, he's you're being minted. twenty and all and all, uh, Celtic and Rangers games. Uh, think about news today, Keith. Um, macho man, Randy Savage. Um, that would have to be Callum McGregor. For fuck's sake! I've not seen any macho news man. Macho. Who's got big Just muscles, Keith? Who's a big muscly man? Think about news today. Kieran Tierney, KT or Tudors? No, I'm not. I'm not. Fu- that was you. You fucked that one up there. Big time. Big time. Good. Happy with that. Uh, boss man, bowed central midfield. 
Scott Brown. See, see when you first mentioned this, Scott Brown was the answer to every question in my head. Scott Brown is the answer to every question in your head, including in work where you've been. uh, Uh, I'm nearly um, on my last warning, to be honest. Customers have have been asking you about loans and you've been talking about Scott Brown. I'll be honest, you've got that one wrong. That's Cobb County, boss man, big boss man. That's got to be Mikael Lustig, his police hat. Um, he's got you there. He's got you there. It's an utter he's travesty. He's Travesty. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. Right, move on. Um, Mr. Perfect. I've, it's in Cham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to get any of these. Um, I thought we were to suggest them. I no, know. You just, you've decided. I did, I did this last week as well. This is not a thing. This is just me sitting on work board. Right it's now. Tam Rogic. Uh, Rick Flair, because he's styling and profiling. No, he's, he's Bret Hart, because he's the excellence of execution. Yes, I'll give you which that. Which is a good one. Mm. I'll give you that. Um, let's end, end this quite quickly. Um, Michaels, Shawn Michaels, Heartbreak Kid, Heartbreak Kid. I get it. Lee Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> he's breaking hearts. <laughs> Left, right and centre. Um, Edward. <laughs> because it almost rhymes really badly. Yep. Oh Jesus Christ! I should have went. Uh, I Eddie Guerrero. Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Uh, the model I put higher. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually answering this like you've asked me the questions. <laughs> for the model I put higher, does that work for anyone? I'll p- um, I'll uh, I'll give you the final one though. Now this is this is a genuine one, right? Okay, so also Katie was clearly Triple H because he went from. Hunter Hearst Helmsley to Triple H. That's your transformation. Oh, he's the macho man. But he was like a wee shit guy who became a pure big steroid guy. But Katie is the macho man. Macho man. Macho man. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not funny. (laughs) I'm just talking about the podcast in general. (laughs) Everybody else is. It's unlistenable. Um, (laughs) But the final one, this is actually unlistenable, by the way. They might be right. They may be right. Last week was good. I was surprised the action movie thing worked. It was great. Yeah, the, you're, you've got a couple of mistakes this week. Uh, Me and Keith are the first two. Okay, so wrestling. That's true. Um, Tito Santana um, can have a match with anyone. Can change his style. Think about it. All over the pitch. Can, technically excellent. Can change his style. I think this guy. There we yeah, go. We so we got oh one. Boy. Uh, and Jake the Snake, obviously Chris Commons, for obvious <laughs> fucking reasons. And I'm talking about Jake the Snake when he became a big, uh, uh, you know, became. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, big snakey loser. Big snakey loser. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll probably never do that again. Don't. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Have you got any suggestions for next week? Let me know, Bowd. I'll set them up. I thought that was fun. Clearly wrong. So, um, Celtic, season 2018-2019. So we did this last week when we were speaking to Kieran and uh, Christian. So I'll get yours. Uh, what's your expectation level going into the new season? I don't necessarily want you to say what specific we'll do, label do, but what are you looking for from Celtic as a whole? I'll start with Chris Bowd. We'll smash it. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> We will literally <laughs> take names. You forgot the first bit, yeah. Yep. yep. We'll smash it. Smash it. Uh, no, I, I I feel supremely confident going into the season, and it doesn't even worry me. Usually, I feel 
if I feel confident, that that concerns me with Celtic. Eh. Confident, no, unconcerned, unconcerned. Do you think we'll do the treble again? Um, well, that's the last thirty minutes of the show at the window. <laughs> uh, it's a separate podcast. <laughs> you fucking. Uh, I I said it. I've said it the last two seasons. We're absolutely capable of winning the treble, but it's one of those. One match can turn that. So. Um, Keith, what's your expectation level um, overall? Um, is there one goal that you want? You know, you you you've got your sights set on for us to um, to comfortably finish third in a Champions League group, as in to utterly dominate the f- the fourth team <laughs> because the, the <laughs> top two <laughs> to span Candlelight is what you're saying here. To rag all the other Shanner in the group. Aye, aye, aye. If we're if we keep it down to like five. And in, uh, instead of seven, when we're getting humped by the big teams, then that's that's a wee bit of minimise the humping. Minimise. And also, this is right. Um, is that a worry for you going into like? Obviously, we had a bit of a hangover last season from the Champions League. Obviously, we did. We we did what we needed to do in terms of qualifying for the Europa League. Um, we kind of kind of limped over the line because obviously the defeat against Anderlecht at home wasn't best pleasing, but. Is it a worry for you if we qualify for the, the group stages of the Champions League that we will just get stuffed again? Not now. We've got Dedrick Boyathas coming back and entries fit, so I know we'll be absolutely fine there. There's no need to panic whatsoever. Yep. Um, you, um, yep, he's got eyes bowed. What's the question? Oh, for fuck's sake, you need to pay attention. I <laughs> Celtic, they'll smash it. <laughs> Apologies, uh, gentlemen. He's a he's a clown. You guys start the fining system that you were you're talking about as well. The George Graham system of just fifty pound, fifty pound. I will with him. Get a decent haircut, happy as well, on your face because you're bald. <laughs> anyway, moving forward to the the just in, in the Champions League, are you scared we're going to get humped again? Aye, it's entirely possible. Um, because well. We need to improve our defence. I don't think that's obviously that's not the only reason that we're getting humped. I think it's also how we're approaching these games. But uh, yeah, looking at our defence right now, I'd be concerned coming up against the top top teams in Europe. Uh, transfer worries. Um, I've put here and I've put two asterisks beside it, and I, I've put a question mark, even though it's actually a title. A transfer heading. worries. Transfer worries, guys. Uh, so, you know, again, I, I, thoughts on where we are from a, a transfer transfer perspective because we've obviously lost Armstrong. Now, a lot of people will turn around and say Armstrong didn't play a lot of games last season and that Armstrong was maybe a little bit ineffective last season, but Armstrong played over 30 games last season. Or he was involved in um, over 30 games last season. He does bring something to the team that no one else does. There's obvious deficiencies to his game specifically at the highest level but Armstrong for me personally uh, because he's got that drive and he's got that he can you know the game against Bayern Munich at home I thought he was really good he was really great and and if he'd scored the opening goal the opportunity you know who knows where we could have ended up Um, but he was the guy on running beyond the strikers we don't have anyone like that um, John McGinn, I don't would see him being that replacement either. I think he would sit a little bit deeper than McGinn, uh, than Armstrong. A buoy. He's not the replacement for Brown. He's the replacement for Armstrong. There you go. That's the hot take of the season. That's is that your lock Boom. of the week? Is that your lock of the week? That's my lock of the week. Um, 
and I did not just think of that two you, seconds you ago literally as you were speaking it. about it. Uh, you, you literally thought of it two seconds. I'm surprised you were paying attention, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was, it was um, a brief moment. But how are you feeling about our transfer activity? We've brought in, uh, obviously we made a couple Big of seconds last season, but we've brought in, obviously, Edouard. Um Are you worried that there's not a lot else happening? Yeah, we could do more of good. Uh, we've signed Bain, don't forget about Bain. I mean, yeah, there was a couple um, towards last season. Morgan and, and Bain obviously came in, but as in from this season, we've only really signed yeah. Edward. Boyata's There's potentially, you know, Boyata, he's a contract. Boyata! So, Sorry. he's really annoying me the day, folks. He's really, really... I'm just... Yes, we fucking just rat, you. ratty face. Uh, Boyata out of contract in in the summer uh, could potentially be away in a free um, could, or could sign a sort of pre-contract in, in, in January or we might have to sell him how are you feeling about that? I um, there's you know, we've talked about this uh, whether it's in the, the WhatsApp or whatever but um, there does seem to there's, there's been a sea change of of Celtic fan opinion on Boyata. Great Beck album. Um, See change. Mm-hmm. As indeed. Uh, where he was uh, an absolute bomb scare to most of them before the World Cup. And now he's played some World Cup games and he's the best defender that's ever wore the hoops. He is arguably, he's definitely in our top two centre backs. Um, I think he is. is. I think he is our best centre back. Yeah. When he's uh, on form, he's he is the best we've got. So it is worrying that we're going to lose him. Do well, I think? Well, are we definitely going to lose him, or do you think you'll? Well, I think we'll, I think he will extend his contract. Do you? Yeah, I don't think he will. I I, I think Boyata will have more uh, money offered to him if nothing else. I mean, uh, he's got cl- options. He played well. Knows what was it? The group games he played at yeah, the World Cup, and he played well. And in a World Cup where defenders didn't exactly cover themselves in glory as well, so to come through them and look relatively solid, fair enough. That's what he does with us. He was just like the anchor at the the back, just spreading the ball from side to side. Um, but doesn't 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 sorry to jump in, but doesn't that maybe say something? The fact that he played so well and he was so convincing because he had someone like Toby Aberwelder beside him that it's not. Him being on his own and having to, you know, take someone like Ayer through a game, it, the ideal ideal situation would be a more experienced player telling him what to do. Exactly, that's what we need beside him. We do need that. A, Mar- a Marvin Comper. Marvin Comper would be brilliant. He's he's back soon. Um, compliment. We do need that wee bit of experience, especially when we're going into these games in the 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 qualifiers. I would love to have had someone in just now that can just slot into a side because. Although Ayer and Hendry are doing well, they're still learning, and we we really can't afford to to gamble in the next what five games if we're hopefully going to get into the the Champions League. Hopefully, we'll get past Rosenberg tomorrow, and Hendry and Ayer will be do well, and it's good experience for them. But they should be like second and third choice. Ayer plus uh, uh, Boyata is our second choice centre back the main one that the proper defender that can read the game as well should be guiding them through this yeah I mean we. I understand what you're saying um, I agree how do you what's your take on it about going into I mean we can kind of touch on the, the, Rosen, the Rosenberg game so we defeated Rosenberg by three goals to one we conceded first yep 
Um, it was a mistake by Hendry taking the ball out at the halfway line, trying to make a pass, getting caught out by the pass. Um, how do you think <coughs> think uh, the back line performed in that game? I think we were. <laughs> I think the entire team for the first twenty minutes or so was a bit shaky, um, but once we get into our stride, I think they they looked good. Henry at points was a centre forward. He just kept running and running and running, didn't stop. He was just pushing right up there. I would say IRS, but he was just running into the crowd at points. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um but as we say many times in this pod, he's he's not super young, but he's young enough that he can learn and he can improve, which is good. Um but I I think Keith's nailed it. We need an old head in there. And the thing that concerns me in season gone past, we've talked about all oh, we need to get to the group stages before we'll spend money. If it's going to be the difference of twenty million, thirty million pounds getting into the the group stages, spend some money now. I think one of the benefits for us is that the English league um, they're finishing early with their transfer window, so everybody's got everyone in before the the season begins. So is it the? Is it, We've got 10 days, I think it's like the 10th of August before... Yeah, so the, 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 the English transfer window closes right, so we can the 9th of August. You're yeah. hoping then that they're going, to have, they're going to have massively inflated squads. They're going to be looking to get ready players to the Championship and hopefully we can cherry-pick a couple of decent players then. Yeah, I mean, that sounds... Uh, so it's a waiting game. It's not ideal for us. It's not what we'd want, but there will be opportunities there. I'm going to ask a question from at Dan Boo sixty seven. I don't know why he's booing sixty seven. Just to say, then, just before you get to the question, was um, that was a joke, Ben? <laughs> you were talking about um, Hendry going forward. Hendry lost the ball way into their half. There was quite a lot of play between uh, them getting the ball and then them scoring. One of the major things was that Scott Brown took a bad knock in the middle of the park. When he was trying to get back, so he was down. He was out. Um, actually, look, you mentioned last week he looked a bit injured. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he fully recovered from that. Maybe took it a knock, but played played on. Uh, uh, yeah. Whenever the boy got into the box, there was a big hole in the middle of the defence. Um, Forrest had tracked him back so far, but then let him go. That's where Brown would have been to mop it up. So it was just that that knock kind of set it up See, for them a wee Cal bit Max sli- slipped up a wee bit oh. I know she didn't, you didn't mention that no no it was all Forrest and mm-hmm. Brown yeah um, so question in terms of you know transfer activity and where we are um, from at Dan Boo 67 Boo, boo. Um, guys Denied and Roberts what do you think um it's an interesting one because we've been kind of I don't know if the link be- between the denier link is where it came from. Um, I don't know if it's just a journalist <coughs> putting two and two together, or whether there is a genuine sort of link. Uh, Man City have come out and said, "I think they're, I think they're probably willing to do business at this point." He doesn't have a future there. Um, thoughts about denier? If the opportunity arose that we could get him in, would you take him? Are we at the point now where you would probably just say yes to any central defender of any I'll sort of quality? Guys. Yeah, Terrific. I need a wee run about so yeah. A denier. I'd, I'll be honest. I've not seen enough of him since he since he left. Yeah, but I liked him when he was at Celtic. He, he looked decent. Um, the trajectory of his career maybe suggests he hasn't. 
Went to Euro 2016. Okay. With Belgium. Mm-hmm. And? Uh, made an arse out a couple of yep. times. <laughs> Massively. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I, he's someone that looked like he could, he had a bit of potential about him. Do you think that we're going to come out of, like like we talked about there, uh, you know, Keith made use the phrase cherry picking, so that, you know, the, the window closes, there's a lot of players who are going to be stuck. Bloated squads. Bloated squads, they're going to be stuck. Uh, we can do a bit of liposuction. <laughs> What's going <laughs> on? What is going on? He did the hand thing as well, ladies and gentlemen. Just slashing. It looks know. like a lightsaber. I don't know how the, the liposuction operation works, but I've, I've got somebody just chipping. So they take the plankton from up here and suck the fat <laughs> down south? Yeah, we, we send the plankton <laughs> down, the, the plankton to, to kind of um, suck the flat, come up here and then sick the players. Oh, oh, too far. It's unlistenable. Um, <laughs> with, um, with, that actually was unlistenable, to be fair. <laughs> but no, like, um, so the, once the window closes in England, um, are we going to be better off, you think? Keith did use the phrase cherry pick, and I can see that that perspective that there'll be a lot of bloated squads with players having the opportunity. Um, but see if a guy doesn't want to come up here during the season, do you think he's going to want to come up here when, just because he's got no other options? Do you think that's the best sort of mentally ready player for you if, if they're coming up because they don't have any other option I don't know if that's necessarily true but I think the, I don't want to speak for Keith but I think the main point there is English clubs are throwing money about there's no way we can really interfere with that wait till they've done their business and then when they've got players that they could actually do with shipping out and I think players in that situation who know they're not going to get a game are maybe going to help us out more than and likely if you look at yeah I mean, we've got Dembele from down south, we've got Sinclair from down south. There's players that we can... Do you think, um, this is a, this is the second part of this question, and this is for Keith, is Brendan Rodgers pissed off at a lack of the defenders, as in, I'm off next season, pissed off? Uh, that, I saw that question, that was a good question, but um, it doesn't sound that way. From when you hear him in the interviews and things like that, whereas Mourinho sounds as if he's trying to work his ticket just now. Rogers, Mourinho just sounds really fucking. He's given up. He's done the life. Doesn't care. God love him. Chucked it. But Rogers doesn't sound like that. He still sounds as if he's building things here. He's getting the young players involved. Um, no, I, I, I think Rogers. I think Rogers' idea is coming up here for five years, building the club up building his reputation up, doing well in Europe and hopefully achieving, achieving legendary status by getting 10 in a row. I think that was his maybe five year plan that he sold to the club for when we were, were looking for the, the new manager. That that doesn't sound too bad to me. I'm I'm happy with how it's gone so far. The, the double travel was terrific but he sounds as if he is trying to be involved in all aspects of the club, how the, the young team are playing, come through to the development squad he sounds as if he's trying to show that he can take over a big club, maybe down south. We've talked about how he he, he studied abroad in Spain and Italy as well. So maybe that's that's what he's trying to show off because he's got another twenty odd years management in him. We keep saying so. Yeah. I don't think he's I don't think he's Joe the Toff at the end of the season. What, what the, the kind of fear I I have is that Brendan Rodgers, um, clearly one of the great managers in the game, um knows he, you know look what he's done exactly but part of me thinks that I don't know he he's looking at Ayer and 
Hendry and he's just I'm going to make this work and I don't know if that could end up coming to bite him um, I would imagine that you know Celtic are going after targets Celtic are you know trying to make something happen I just don't know if they're trying hard enough maybe maybe they are maybe you know we're in a really bloated market we're in a market where everyone knows how much money we've got we're in a market where championship clubs are buying people for 10 to 12 million pounds we can't compete with that um, so I can completely understand where the club are coming from in terms of uh, difficulties in a bloated market but for me I hate people who say that use the phrase for me I sound like Chris Boyd the way I see it if we go into AK Athens with the Jack... Way I say it's something that Chris Common says all the time. Just just saying. Um, the way I see it is that if we go into AK Athens... Now, we're at home first, aren't we? Against AK Athens. Yes. If we go into the away leg in AK Athens with Jack Hendry and Ayer as our centre-backs, I don't even know if I can watch that game. Just because... And listen, I want... I, I, I think Ayer is a given that he looks the business right Jack Hendry a little rough around the edges people are on his backs quite a bit um, people have decided they don't like him fair enough You can make, we all make judgments on players um, I think if he's given a little bit more time in the right circumstances he could become a good player in these circumstances, there's not a fucking chance he will be. Because he's with a really inexperienced guy beside him. Keon Tierney, remember, is only, what, 20? 21? Um, it's either Gamboa or Lustig. You know, I, I look at Jack Hendry and I here as your centre-half parent. I think long-term it could be great. Right now, I think it could be the making of them, absolutely. But I, I think it will be the breaking of them. Especially if we go to AK Athens away, we're 1-0 up and we can see the goal and then... Jack Henry goes to pot and that's his career over. What I'm saying is we need reinforcements at the back. Absolutely. Jozo Simunovic. Um, that's the thing though. We've went to Bosnia. We've went to Scandinavia. Didn't work. What else can you do? There's nothing. Dark, European, Eastern European hardman. Scandinavian hardman. Well, hipster. And I mean, both of those should be great defence. That should be it there. Yeah, that should be us Spiatchenko and Yuzo you're, you're that right. should be the best centre back parent in the world you're actually right in a lot of ways uh, but no didn't work it turns out so what do you do you just give up yeah just don't play That's at the it. back anymore I, I'd literally just leave the league <laughs> just, just retire <laughs> retire the whole squad Sorry, um, but yeah so I mean we're looking at we're, we're looking at some interesting times I, I, I think Celtic should just the market just try and buy someone even Chicago if it costs Silver's 33 that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying he's also time on for like a change. £180,000 a week time for a wee change <laughs> <laughs> uh, so half of his wages are what 90 grand a week half that again 45 half again half, yep, half okay, again so an eighth we could pay an eighth for his wages <laughs> give him a wee eighth no problem but <laughs> guaranteed league He's putting his Guaranteed. fingers up, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why. Guaranteed double, I would say. I think we can guarantee a double. For we're in the Champions League final, at least. Well, no, we're, but we're Champions League group stages are a good chance. So he's maybe getting Champions League football. Sixty thousand fans oh, every second go. game. Yeah. The old, the old sixty thousand fans yeah. every second game. <laughs> and a league medal. And a league. I bet Thiago Silva's up for it. Um, does he know about this new grass that we've got as well? Does the new grass? The lights. The light. Oh, you genuinely got excited there, about You genuinely got excited. <laughs> I think I can, I think we can sell it. To Keith, talk me through the lights. Can they play right back or centre back? 
they are blinding. They they property you look at them by accident and that's you blinded you miss the next five minutes it's ridiculous so it could be used in a defensive <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the lights by the way what oh right um but yeah so um the rosenberg game talk me through it keith you were at it i was a uh, good game thoroughly enjoyed getting back to the to the stadium again um as about said the, the first 20 minutes 25 minutes we weren't quite at it and that was to do with the the formation which Rodgers had I kind of apologised for afterwards he said himself that he, he felt he got it wrong they were trying to carry on with um, the good work that Dembele had been doing in the pre-season matches by having uh, James Forrest through the middle trying to maybe drag the defenders wide a bit but that just wasn't working at all um, him and Gamboa I thought played quite well together on the, the right hand side um, but Rosenberg tended to just really sit back and really really deep which meant that Hendry was dri- uh, driving forward with the ball and just getting lost Gamboa was doing it a little bit as well and he's only really got his, his right hand side so he'd maybe come into the I've been doing a bit of study on Christian's new F's right uh, modern football the half space driving out there with the ball and then just having to turn out wide again with it so he's getting lost a bit but the thing that I noticed most of all was before um, Forrest moved out to the wide right Kieran Tierney was just a properly defensive role yeah. with Sinclair out wide. I think Alex Lawrence yeah, mentioned that in the last well. pod. Yeah. So, great times for us to, to, to score right before half time. Fantastic take by uh, French Eddie. And then, straight after the, um, the kickoff in the second half, what a goal from um, Incham. It was just. We were behind it, kind of, so you could see the curve off it going into the, the far corner. Absolutely beautiful. Um, Bow, does enough been made of Incham's control for that to create oh, that goal? God almighty, no. No, talk us that through was, it. What's that talk through? It was, uh, it was cracking, wasn't it? It was smashing. <sighs> the wee drag back was just sublime. The, the drag back is... That's in the bank, lads. It's in the bank. It's getting used. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the sound of that. Bye, daily. It, it sounds. <laughs> it sounds dirty. That <laughs> didn't click for me there. Yeah. Um, but you know the technique and skill to kind of drag it back, keep just the ball in control, um, see off the defender, and just curl it in um, was sensational. Um, drag back was just stunning. Though. And Cham is my uh, pick for player of the year. I think uh, he jumping on the freight train. Well, I, we actually discussed it beforehand, and that's why I asked, it, asked him it from last year. We agreed, shall we say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's an agreement. Uh, so I, I think in Cham, um, the Rosenberg game, I, I thought, you know, you're a massive Brown mark, right? You have to admit, though, that Brown looked a little off the pace. He absolutely did. I think you, you might be right about him carrying an injury. He just he did look a little bit off. That being said, um, as the game went on, just like the rest of the team, he started getting better. He still didn't quite look... Um, 100% fitness, his pace was maybe a bit off, but he was still doing important little bits around the around the field. Um, could but this I definitely be, wasn't a performance of the season. Could this be, and genuinely, um, I, I, that's fine. He looks aggressive. I know what you're going to say. Could this be the season where Brownie winds down a little bit? <sighs> Take a breath. Okay. Uh, was that because he said Brownie there? Bruni, <laughs> fuck, sorry, um, unlistenable. I get, okay, he's not getting any younger, but I don't see any problem if I'm getting through the season. Possibly playing a few less games, but we're going to have 
you know, 70 games are the best part of that. I anyway, think this, this is the season, though, where Scott Brown really needs to be kind of uh, wrapped up in cotton wool. Mm. Um, like, when he, you know, he played, you know, the last two seasons he's played almost every game when he's, when he's been available for selection. Um, but that's the, the thing, is, and as much as we've got a, a wealth of central midfielders, I would still be concerned going into any, you know, any game without Scott Brown available. I, I think the point with Scott Brown, though, is, um, and this is, I know this is often said, but the fact is, it's him. It's not his ability. It's not how he put, it's literally him. He's a leader of men. He really is. And I, I, I know if But also, if you said that to it's me, him. It's his ability. Yeah, his ability's fine. He's just... He's fine. Fantastic. He needs the his reading of the game has improved tenfold over the last two years. Um, he doesn't tackle as much as he used to because he doesn't have to because he's reading the game better. Mm-hmm. Um, his passing's improved absolutely. Um, but he is the guy that genuinely is the beating heart of that team. And when he's not in it, you're 100 percent right. I kind of fear for that. So I mean, you would be looking at him to play in the big key games, the European games, the games against Aberdeen and Rangers and Hibs and Hearts. Other games, specific, especially at Parkhead, I'd be like, well, do you want this week off? Recovery time's going to be a little bit harder. Um, i got a question here from Stephen Craig at Craig Boy. Uh, can we finally stop with the n- nonsense that Kawasi is a replacement for Brown and get on with realising Callum, McF- Mc- oh, Callum McGregor will dominate midfield beyond 10 in a row? This guy's on to the Armstrong chat. Kouassi is the new Armstrong. <laughs> He's not. There is nothing. There is nothing about that comment. To be fair, Armstrong is probably the new Armstrong. Yes, it's an excellent point. Okoflex still not been announced on the website, but he's he's getting training with the first team. Yeah, that was uh, kind of pictures. Kind of, it seemed like it was announced a couple of weeks ago, and then just by us. Yeah, to be fair, was there not an official announcement? There's still nothing on the website. That is kind of weird because. But he, then at his age, is it still maybe a whole thing about him signing a professional? He's nineteen. Is he not eighteen or nineteen? Or is he six? Is no, no. Mm, I think he is. Or oh, maybe he is. Oh, I, no. He was like playing in Arsenal's under. You can sign professional forms. At, you can, whatever, yeah, but you like can that. sign professional forms at sixteen. So I feel like it. Um, He's going cross border as well, though. So Harry Cochran at Hearts and stuff. You know, you can. Be a professional, yeah. Well, if he's training with the first team and he's, you know, I'd, I wouldn't. I'd be surprised if we'd seen him. But I thoroughly agree, though, that Callum McGregor is going to dominate midfield, but further up, the one that's going to boss midfield for the next couple of seasons is become, John. Is John McGinn? McGinn. So have we went for this moment, <laughs> guys. Long time, guys. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I know. Listen, McGinn uh, splits opinion. A lot of people don't want him. A lot of people think he's not very good a lot of people think he's a bang average midfielder I think a lot of people thought that about Scott Brown when he was at Hibs I think a lot of people thought that about certain players when they were Armstrong Armstrong that's the thing you either grow into it or you fail and if you fail you're not going to be lasting long at Celtic anyway that's the 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 fact is Brendan Rodgers Scott Allen oh god love him he just (laughs) that plankton is swimming about our castle um, like nobody's business, but if you if you look at if you look at McGinn, um, McGinn, if he's not good enough, Rogers will quickly. Rogers is not doesn't suffer fools gladly. He's not. A, that's not the phrase. That works. No, Does it? Aye. I mean, oh, you ruined it. Oh, that was the phrase. It's not perfect, but no. But good. the fact the fact is, if if um, look at Sviachenko, 
look at Simunovic towards mm. the end of last season. If he doesn't think you're good enough and you're not, you're not doing enough for the team, he will drop you and he will sell you. And that's the mark of a good manager. That's the mark of a manager who is always trying to improve. So rest assured, McGinn, if he's not good enough, um, will be found out pretty quickly. Same, ha- same thing kind of happened with Johnny Hayes as well. People saying that Kuwasi is uh, better than McGinn, I find a bit... Barmy, considering he's hardly played any games. Um, Kuwasi uh, has played a handful of games. He was terrific against Zenit at home. He was also absolutely anonymous against Zenit away. I wouldn't blame him for that. Mm. But what I would say is, I don't know how... There's not enough of a... Um, no Celtic fan seen enough of Kuwasi to say that he's this he's, or that. Yeah, exactly. People are saying this or that, though, which I find... Oh, we will. Right now, <laughs> Kuwasi's the new Armstrong. <laughs> Kowasi's the new Armstrong seems to be the theme of this podcast. I've heard that a lot of places, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you've, you've a, lot of, a lot of very smart people are saying it. I've, well, actually, well, now you've given me a compliment. <laughs> bigly. Uh, bigly. A bigly Quick compliment. Tweet it out. Um, so, looking at the Rosenberg game, for me personally, I didn't, I didn't think much of Rosenberg. I was going to say, there was nothing really to fear there. Um, so, as we move forward towards uh, the game in Tron time... How are you feeling about it? It's Celtic away, so we can never really get comfortable. Yeah. Um, you pass the first 10 minutes with the new Gary Caldwell at the back, then we'll be fine. The Gary Caldwell that got us into the last 16 of the Champions League? Miracles happen. The like, Gary Caldwell that scored the winner against France at Hamden? I was there, aye. Tackled the ball into the net. Aye. Gary Caldwell that lifted the uh, English uh, FA Cup as captain of Wigan. Arsenal had a bad day, right? He's got an answer for everything. God love him. Good for you. We could do a Gary Caldwell right now. That for nothing. <laughs> Coming out of retirement, right? Uh, but tell you feeling about how you feeling about the Undertaker t- of the squad. <laughs> Carry on. Jimmy Flysnooker, maybe. I was trying to think of one for Jimmy Flysnooker. I couldn't think of one. I had lots of really good ones, but Who's I was like, murdered their wife. Sorry, allegedly. <laughs> it was his girlfriend as well. It wasn't his wife, and it wasn't allegedly. He got he got done for it. it was slightly racist. Hogan style. Anyway, moving on before we get sued. What? No Who's slightly what racist, there. like Hogan style Hollywood? Oh, okay. How? Anyway, um, yeah. So, Bam Bam Bigelow is another wrestler. Who was the wee clown? <laughs> Doink. Doink. Um, we're going into Tron time. Um, <clears throat> How would you line up, Boud? Um There's a lot of interesting uh, decisions to be made. Um, do you go back three? Do you go back four? Do you bring in Lustig? Do you... Simunovic has not... We've not appealed Simunovic's red card, so he will definitely miss the game. Do you go the same team as as last week, or do you bring Lustig back? I think you probably... You, personally, I would like to see the same team. I'm a, a big Lustig fan, but... And yeah, I don't necessarily think Gamboa has it, but I think he's decent um, in the first leg. And I think we need what Gamboa needs is game time because we definitely need a, a right back. Lustig isn't getting any younger, and if Gamboa isn't it, then we need somebody else. And again, Ralston hasn't shown us enough to show us that he can do it. And very possibly, I can, he, he can, but I think give. Uh, Give Gamboa another game. I think we're, he was decent enough and we are confident enough going into this leg that, that that's the way to go. Would you be saying the same thing if it was 2-1 on aggregate? Uh, maybe not. 
maybe not. Keith, what about yourself? Uh, Lustig over Gamboa, Gamboa keeps his place. Um, I would maybe keep Gamboa because I think the Rosenberg manager was saying today that they are going to attack, they are going to come out, they'll try and keep it tight at the back but they're going to attack us. That leaves plenty of space for us and the biggest thing that I, that I enjoyed for the Dallas Skirt game was how we scored a goal in the break when the Forest scored. Yeah. I think that is something that we've been needing to improve for years. Um and if we can do that then that'll set us up really well for Champions League football because we're gonna to have to sit back and hit teams in the break. So if we could do things like that then Gamboa would probably be best for that, but up and helping support Forest. I think the other I suppose the other thing you might want to consider is assuming we progress, who do you want to play against the AK because hmm. if it is Lustig then you're probably as well getting them in and getting them some game time before doing that or would you feel confident with Gamboa going into that game would that be Livingston then at the Livingston at the weekend um, <clears throat> So, but two games obviously before the games come yeah out. yeah no, uh, <clears throat> uh, so uh, the way I see this Rosenberg game um, Celtic are going to score and with that 3-1 We've got a cushion. I'm not. We we probably will concede as well. Just Celtic away in Europe. Yeah. And um, if it was two one, I would I would be shaking myself going into. Yeah, three really, really one's not perfect, but yeah, it's comfortable. Um, you know, I, if I look at how um Edward, I mean, we've not really touched touched on Edward's. Well, well let's kind of go back to it. Edward's finish in Rosenberg. The first finish for me, um, as impressive as the second goal was, which it was. The first goal said more about him as a striker, I think, because the way he made, the way he rolled the ball in, the way the drop of the shoulder in a tight penalty area, yeah. the composure and the technique just to kind of roll the ball in, uh, it, it reminded me of Henrik Larsson. Now, a lot of people are turning around saying the second goal was Larsson-esque. The second goal, you know, Henrik Larsson's the best striker that I've ever seen play for Celtic, um, and he's just one of the best footballers I've ever seen live. Um the second goal was he had so much time. It's the old adage that if you you know too much time to think, then you know you end up you know choosing the wrong option. The second goal was great, but the first goal, everything about it, I just uh, uh, the thing that perfect Sinclair did well. The thing that yes. the thing that both of them, the both the goals showed that he's got calmness in front of goals. Yeah, which Larson had. Larson scored some really really simple goals, as well as the sublime. Um, but Edouard's done that previously as well. Remember the midweek game against Hearts earlier on this year? When it was brought away, we were a fantastic first half. Uh-huh. And we yeah. broke away and we, he actually smashed it in. Um, that was similar to the, the, the goal last week. So he's got that calmness in front of goals. And I think he's probably the best finisher that we've got for like one-on-ones. Um, I completely agree. And I'll tell you something. See, when... I'm a, I'm a massive Lee Griffiths fan, right? But see when Lee Griffiths misses an opportunity, you'll find that he starts to kind of... Uh, kind of takes a huff and... No, not that. Sulks he, a wee bit. It means any, the next opportunity, he's going to snatch at it a little bit. He's, mm. He snatches at... And by the way, I think Lee Griffiths is an international quality striker. I like him a lot. But Edward is something really special. Dembele is something really special. It's a shame for Griffiths because he's got two, in my opinion, potential world-class footballers in front of him. Um, and see Edouard, see when he misses an opportunity like they did in the, in the Hearts game. He missed an opportunity. 
it, it didn't phase him. No. So when he had the next opportunity, it's fine. Opportunities will come. Um, and that that's the thing about him. He's the best striker. Um, best striker. Has he made the best start to his career as you know a new striker coming in? I don't know. What? I, I tried. I thought I had I know, a question. I know that what wasn't you mean. a question. Uh, it's certainly a good start. I think um, you're absolutely right. It, it's a shame for Lee Griffiths, but it's not a shame for Celtic Football Club and its fans because <laughs> we. Did you say that? It did. Oh my god! We've got three fantastic strikers: <laughs> Lee Griffiths, Dembele, Big Eddie. That's that's fantastic. Oh, Big Eddie, you're getting back to your non-Sky Sports present. I tell you what, it's not. It's great for um, oh, Glasgow Celtic <laughs> and its fans. Uh, yeah, excellent stuff. It's, I'm happy Stephen Gerrard's in, Gla- in Scotland. It gives the, the the. I swing from bringing class to confusion. <laughs> you okay. are. I'm an agent of chaos and of class. <laughs> Classy so. chaos. Um, but no, so I mean, looking at Edouard, you obviously with Dembele still out, he's going to be your your focal point. Um, and we we seen he was. Uh, I don't know if Brendan will continue. Um, did doing you just it, call him Brendan? I did, and I made a big deal of it. Um, <laughs> you did. We'll continue playing. He, he was playing Dembele and Eddie together. So again, if if he's if he's planning and playing those two generally then actually Griffiths might get a lot more games than we imagine because he's going to have to well Dembele up. seems to be getting injured all the time mm-hmm. but as soon as Dembele gets injured uh, then so does Griffiths so they kind of cancel each other out it's we injury pals we injury pals um, that is a wee bit concerning Dembele hopefully it's not but last season there was a few injuries this season starting off poorly season before he had the hamstring injury as well he seems mm. to pull his hamstring I think we just sell him right now get him uh, cash money St Mirren before that English transfer market shuts just <laughs> fire sale we don't want them we don't. <laughs> just give us the 650,000 we paid alright just want our money back we'll take a loss um, but no like uh, that's you know you, you've been at some of the, the kind of you've seen uh, Brendan Rogers kind of talk about it um, yeah. explosive players coming out of the traps that's it um, he must put himself under a lot of pressure then physically Dembele when he he, he just does the sudden bursts because at times it, we said that last season is it's as if he looks disinterested but really he's just conserving himself for them think of the great strikers in the past that have done that Romario was synonymous for it just looking totally interested chances comes bang he's there and the goals uh, scored so hopefully he can get a good run of games this season though because we missed him we did Um <clears throat> Obviously, right, so I want your... Essentially, what you're both saying is you would probably just play the same team against Rosenberg. Yeah, I would think so. I'm trying to think if there's... Brown and Cham. Something that McGregor... Edrick's back in the squad, but he's not really... I wouldn't play him. He's too soon. No. Well, something that Rodgers has done quite well in the past is uh, tighten up games towards the end. So that's where you'd be looking for Lustig to come on and maybe even make a back three at the back just to really solidify the team. I, I, I think it depends how we set off. If Celtic score first, then I mean, it's game over beyond a doubt. If they score first, squeaky bum time for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because they only need one more goal after that to, to think. But we definitely will score. I'm confident 100%. in that. Yep. Um, Get so Mikey Johnson on there. <laughs> just saying stuff. <laughs> Just is up. Um but yeah, I mean you probably go Forrest, McGregor, and Cham, Brown, Sinclair, Dembele. Pretty much the same team. 
I would as well. I would I would leave I'd leave Gamboa there because as you say about if we are going to use him in, in in the future if he is going to be cover for for Lustig because again as we mentioned before Lustig's getting old as well. Um, he's getting on, um, and he will kind of slow down. So he'll need to maybe not play as many games because Lustig over the last two years has played more games than anyone else. Um, so you know he's he's right up there in terms not not like he's played a lot of games. No, but he's he's almost not played, played as many games as Tierney, for example. I think Gordon, Gordon and or Gordon. Yeah, but what I mean is he's on the same amount of games. He's yeah. he's playing over forty odd games. Um, so he he's going to kind of slow down. So the Rosenberg game, would you be looking for five now? <laughs> What are you going to ask? <laughs> Off the bad middle. <laughs> no, um, what's your prediction about? Were you actually going to ask a different question? Because you can ask it. doesn't it. matter. Now. Ask it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Carry on. Um, from a approach to the, the Rosenberg game, there's no need for us to do anything silly. There's no need to, for us to overcommit. Just play the game out. See what happens game management you know take it as it comes if we concede a goal early obviously we'll kind of maybe I don't just know if you concede a goal early do you just kind of still sit back and yeah, the onus is on Rosenberg to attack us we can pick them off yeah so yeah but they're needing the, two goals so right. you would imagine that would allow us space to do damage to you would imagine them to come, it, come out yeah a lot of our difficulty was how well organised and how as you say how deep they, they sat at points during that game so Aye. And Cham and McGregor's going to be really important tomorrow night if they play. Because they're the ones that link up the, the, the play going forward. So, and Cham's the one that you really hope will be able to pick the passes through because we were doing that really well last week, picking the uh, breaking the lines with the, the passes. So, I've got every faith that he'll do that. And, and Cham. Sinclair uh, will even score. And Cham, or as I call him, Mr. Perfect. Weirdly, I call him Kurt Henning. Which. And champion. We are the in champions, yeah, that's a good one. <coughs> um, prediction, uh, Keith, Keith McGinty? 2-2, um, Desmond. Uh, look, okay, uh, weird. Do you know what if that's racist? Not sure. Uh, it's just his name. It is a name. It's, yep. it's just, it I think it you've is. made it, it is now. questionable. Yep. <laughs> um, Boud? Prediction? Not a big fan of Desmond, 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> um. <laughs> prediction, I believe Celtic will win a... 40 now. 40 million now. Okay. <laughs> How many goals is that a minute? <laughs> Let's check. <laughs> I'm going to check. Bye, uh, keep going. 2-1. Two, 2-1. One, two, one. Uh, Maybe even 3-1 again. 40, 1, 2, 3, 4, once, uh, 5, 6. Divided into Once we've scored a couple minutes. of times, Rosenberg will get, they'll get flustered. That's 444,000,000. Four, four no, 400. I don't know. You've you've fucked it. You've There's a lot of fours. It's all the fours. That's a minute. That's per minute. It's four hundred forty-four thousand four hundred forty-four goals per minute. There's ninety minutes. Remember, yes, <laughs> in a football match. So yeah. So <coughs> um, so my my prediction. I I think uh, I think we actually might. I think two one. I think two one's pretty fair. I think we will take the lead. I think we might actually might go two one up, two nil up, and then maybe concede a kind of sloppy goal at the end as we're <laughs> doing to um, we're kind of wrapping up here but Bowd let me ask you this AK Athens does the idea of going to Greece um, would you be looking to get some guys in before that or I would 
as we've said already, I think we need to shore up the defence. Obviously, we need to get Paddy in. That's very important. But we That's a question actual... we've been asked no, a number of times. If you had the opportunity to, if it comes to August 9th and uh, Patrick Roberts hasn't signed for anyone else, would you be willing to take him back on loan or would it have to be a permanent deal for you? I wouldn't be against the loan, but I'd, I'd rather just ponied up and bought him. Um, <laughs> ponied up? What the yeah. fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a phrase. It's probably um, not. Yeah, because Forrest, again, is looking, I think, really strong from what we've seen so far. Great season last season. If we've got Forrest and we've got Paddy. Morgan, Morgan's to come back as well. Not obviously, you know, uh, Paddy, yeah. Patrick Roberts is a far better... Uh, Patrick Roberts... I, I would pay £12 million for Patrick Roberts if we could. I don't think he wants to come back. Yeah. I know he said I don't know if I'd pay that much as well. Uh, £7 million I'd probably go for. <sighs> I've decided, go. yes. Um, uh, depends on what our... You know, we don't know what's happening in the background, what budgets we've got. How m- well, see, Edouard, <coughs> Edouard pretty much is paid for by the Stuart Armstrong deal. Yep, that's great. Um, we get seven million. I know we've got lots of money, but I don't know. We get seven million pounds from the deal from Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Um, you know, and oh, thirty odd million. Uh, essentially, but we need to uh, buy a centre back. Essentially, we could pay twelve million pound for um, Patrick Roberts, but would it be coming out of our budget? Because are we expecting to get the seven million pound to cancel out the Edward deal, and are we expecting the the ten percent sell on fee? Van Dyke could have been a still se- on a budget. That's just the no. Budget. I know we have income when we have we have income. Yeah, shut not up. Massively difficult. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Needs um, more swaining. Thoughts on Celtic getting Australian international Daniel Arzani on loan from Man City? Um, do we need to keep bringing loan players in positions we don't need their strength and considering our defensive problems? Should loan a centre back. Loan a centre back. A good one. A good one. PSG have to have a young centre back. I heard there's a uh, Silva. Uh, yeah, he's a young, he's up and coming. Um, Laporte, Man City. I'd, I'd, I'd take Pepe, him. would you take Pepe? Just for Rangers games, <laughs> just stick him in. Bruno Alves, he's uh, he's got experience. Do you know what? He wouldn't actually be that <laughs> worth signing. I'm telling you. Uh, listen, that's us at our time. Um, so we're looking at the Rosenberg game, we're looking at Celtic going through, obviously we'll talk about AAK, Athens, um, touch wood, because we don't want to get overconfident, but if we get through the Rosenberg game we'll talk about AAK, Athens and uh, what we can expect from them. Uh, terrific, um, you can check us out on all the usual channels, we will be on Twitter on Thursday. Bowd, are you going to come on Twitter live with me on no. Thursday? I go on. I think you will. I, I think you will. <laughs> I think you will. You've said maybe in the WhatsApp. So we are rubber bandits type mask or something. Oh, he likes the uh, Rey Mysterio mask. Oh. Something along those lines. No. Um, so this podcast that you're currently listening to is the first of the week. There will be a podcast released on Friday, the 90 Minute Cynic Extra podcast. Um, and that will kind of look towards the Livingston game. So after you finish this, uh, download that if it's available. If it's not available, just wait for it. Yep. Anticipate. Anticipate. Uh, check us out on Twitter at 90 Minutes Cynic. That's where you'll get all our um, details and links. And we're on all of your um, podcast apps. What about uh, Facebook? We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash 90 Minutes Cynic. Instagram? I've yes, 90 Minutes Cynic. I heard a lot of bad things about Facebook. Should we be worried about it? 
<laughs> election interference, data mining. This is why you're part of the 90 Minute Cynic. You have <laughs> edited, you've got some crowd information and uh, put your name forward. <coughs> that makes no sense. Uh, Chris Bout's been an absolute pleasure as always. It's, uh, it's been alright. I mean, it's not been a pleasure for us, it's been a pleasure for you. It's not been a pleasure for the listener. It's been a chore for the listener. It's been a chore I for apologize. everyone involved. Um, I want you to shave that beard before I see you next. Um, Keith McGinty, pleasure as always, sir. As always, sir. Yep. I'll speak to you soon. Uh, he's Chris Bowd. He's Keith McGinty. I'm Chris Gallagher. We are the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. Mm-hmm.